everyone, it is Coco Crates here. And Art of the Cartoon. And it's episode 7, Jurassic Park Rewatch. Rewatch time. I know everyone, it's been a very, very long time it seems. It's been a very weird time too. It's been a very weird time, so we thought we wanted to do an episode here. We are CNC Buhai. We're an Asian American couple who watches a lot of media. Filipinos in the house. Yep, yep. And we discuss about it. Mm-hmm. So we thought we wanted to make one that was a little bit more lighthearted. Actually, most of our episodes are. And we wanted to talk about a movie that's always been near and dear to us Jurassic Park. Good movie, Jurassic Park. The 1993 film. How did we stumble upon watching Jurassic Park? It was on TV, basically. It was on TV, like on the weekends, you know, sometimes on the weekends. and AMC, you, probably? Yeah, for those of you who still have cable and probably watch on the actual television mm-hmm. set, like we do. And one that's been lately has been Jurassic Park, and I couldn't change the channel. I think we were just too lazy to change the channel. This is true. Yes. But because it's been a minute, mm-hmm. we wanted to recap a little bit of some of the things that we have been watching. Right. Lately, I've been watching a lot of, not trash TV per se, but like very, no, well, leaning towards a lot more reality, quote unquote reality TV. Right. So I've been watching 90 Day Fiance, so ridiculous, even in the title, mm-hmm. where people um, get together and have 90 days if they really want to get married or not. Um, they're usually one from the U.S. and someone and the other person's from another country. And my favorite, though, is in particular, is the 90 Day Fiance Pillow Talk, where previous couples who've been on the show, they're at home and they just respond. They do they do reaction videos to the current episodes. So that's like makes my day. I've been watching The Office as well. Again, mind numbing stuff. Like for some reason, even though The Office has been a minute, it's been like over 10 years or something. Right. Uh, I'll still rewatch and remember episodes, and it just still makes me laugh. And then the other a reality TV show would be Naked and Afraid. Or I mean, it's it's in the title, the, right? I know, Naked and Afraid. You're like, what the hell? Uh, on Discovery, where uh, two people, they're naked and, and they're afraid. afraid. And they're like in the, the middle of nowhere, and they're trying to survive for like 21 days. Well, lately, there's a spinoff where um, you're naked and afraid alone. So again... This is this is what my time my free time is being spent on, um, separately from what you're watching. So what are you watching? So I've just been watching two main things. So my genre shows have been uh, Star Trek Picard, which just started on CBS All Access, and just because I like the Next Generation series, I think it's good to re- see Picard again. And then lastly, I've been watching Star Wars Clone Wars. I think it's season seven. They brought it back on Disney Plus. So those are the shows that I've been watching. I'm sure we've been watching a lot more, but I can't remember for the life of me what's been happening. Because it's been a whirlwind. 2020 has been weird uh, for many of us, well, right? We've been creating a lot of things. I know you're working on a film. I'm yeah, drawing. I'm working on a film. You're drawing. I have a job. You have a job. You have two jobs. I have another job. There's a lot of change happening on CNC Buhai on this uh, right. on this end of the stick here. Mm-hmm. That being said, we're still watching stuff. Probably not as much as when we started this podcast. What are the things that both of us have been watching together? I mean, we've been watching news magazine shows. True crime. Specifically true crime ones like mm-hmm. Dateline. Basically. Right? It's basically Dateline. Dateline, Saturday Mystery, Dateline <laughs> on Friday evenings. You know, we, li- we live a very... <laughs> party life here <laughs> but honestly the last film like new film we've been watching was not by choice we watched doolittle starring rdj robert downey jr so it was like iron man doolittle i mean doolittle um not to be confused by what do you even say iron man doolittle it, yeah. was, 
It was a movie. It was a movie that maybe was a little bit too long. So different from the Eddie Murphy version. And that's all I'm going to say because I think I don't want to waste any more time on that film. But we watched it because our nephew, you know, it was family friendly. I feel you parents out there and those who take care of little ones where you have to watch some stuff. And sometimes you're like, whoa, I just feel like I want my two hours back in life. But yes. (laughs) Here's our review of Doolittle. Go find the Eddie Murphy version. (laughs) Period. On to Jurassic Park. Okay, on to Jurassic Park. Little rewatch. We're going back to 1993. 1993. This was a a pivotal time for both of us in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to age us, but let's just say we were in um, that pubescent years of middle school. Pubescent. I.e. the worst years of being in school. I remember nothing good about it, except for the movies. The movies were good back then in 1993. Um, Maybe because that's all I did (laughs) was watch movies. The movies actually were pretty good. Yeah, they were. Right? Uh, so we had The Fugitive. Mrs. Doubtfire, one of my favorites, I think. R.I.P. Robin Williams. On a more serious note, Schindler's List was there. Sweet rom-coms like Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, yes. Sleepless yeah, I know. You Seattle. coming from Seattle. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's a memorable one for you. I'm sure you haven't heard that one before. No, no, yeah. Everybody in Seattle loves that movie. But it was heyday of Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, right? It was, definitely. Of their chemistry. So, yeah, that was 1993. So, if you think about it, Jurassic Park at that time was stood out in many ways. Let's be nostalgic for a hot minute. I remember watching it the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it with my mom. I think my sister was there. I can't remember. I actually remember where I sat. <laughs> I can't remember my sister. It's so she messed might up. have been there. It's so but, up. But... No, but you know, you're a kid. I don't. Re- it's flashes, guys. Your, your sister's you gonna know? text you like, "I was totally there." Sorry, she, maybe she was. I don't know, man. I remember going to the theater, and it's so funny. I remember where I sat. Like I sat on the edge. It was probably one of the rare times from my life being Filipino-American. I don't know for anyone out there, maybe they can relate, but uh, it was one of the few times for me that my my mom went with me to the movie theater. Oh. You know, it was very rare as a family to go, and we saw Jurassic Park. So maybe it was like one of those really great moments at that time where I was, you know, when you're a kid, you're not ashamed yet to be around with your parents in public. Right. So we were watching Jurassic Park. So your experience kind of ways what made the movie for you part of it maybe in some ways that's probably what more so why uh i enjoyed the movie then and still like it to this day how about for you so for me i watched jurassic park back at the lakewood mall theaters which the lakewood mall does not exist anymore and i just watched it with a bunch of friends and i think we were really excited to see it i personally was excited because i really liked dinosaurs when i was a yeah kid. let's let's do some factoids right now oh no um <laughs> When I first met our other cartoon, uh-huh. one of the main things is that I was told that somebody, when they were younger, was very much so obsessed with the dinosaurs. Because dinosaurs are cool. I wanted to be a paleontologist. He wanted to be Ross Geller, people. No, I did not want to be Ross. I wanted, <laughs> you wanted, to, I be wanted paleont- to I wanted to find dinosaur bones. So let me ask you this. Knowing that you were really into dinosaurs and mm-hmm. paleontology... Yes. At the ripe age of six years old. Six. But you weren't six when you watched all the movie. No, of course not. You were in middle school. Did it, was it like, finally, this movie speaks to me? Like, what What were you feeling at that time? I was feeling that it was really good to see. It's like realistic dinosaurs. You don't know what realistic dinosaurs look like. I think there was like a... There was something on maybe like Discovery or like one of those nature channels where they tried to do a CG. And it looked cool at the time. But then you look back and like... Mm, 
didn't look that great. But this movie, it, it made you feel like that dinosaurs came to life. So I thought that was really good. Yes, I was. I was very stoked. I was very excited for this movie. See, that's the most that Arn the cartoon shows his, that he's happy. He's like, I was stoked. Wait, I want to know. And see, now I want to divulge into this story. I know no. we're backtrack. We were like uh, going on a tangent. But uh-huh. did your friends know that you were obsessed with dinosaurs or no? When you were watching the film. I don't think so. I think they just knew that I was really excited for the movie. And everybody else, all my other friends were excited for the movie too. <laughs> what? I'm laughing because you di- you don't divulge everything. So like, that's why I'm like, this is the great opportunity for me to ask. Is that like, you probably didn't tell your friends, but inside you were probably like fluttering. Like your heart was probably beating so fast on a high. <laughs> well, none of your friends knew that you were really, really into dinosaurs. Is that an accurate assessment? Oh uh, yes, that would that would be accurate, probably. So in other words, after you watched it, I you was were, excited. So like after you watched it, you were like, you know what? I kind of can relate to Timmy. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get to oh, we're gonna get to Timmy. Why why you don't spoil it? We're gonna get to Timmy. Yeah, and then and, and you know, for those of you who might not know about Jurassic Park from 1993, again in this podcast, we're gonna it's a major spoiler. We're gonna spoil right? it. Yeah, I'm so, sorry if you haven't watched the, the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. I still think Jurassic Park holds up even for today. Oh, yeah. Definitely holds up. It's the strongest out of the Jurassic Park movies. I still think the storyline... Including Jurassic World movies. You know what? I agree to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the storyline still holds up. It's still entertaining. It's not to the point where, like, you know when you, like, at the time when a movie comes out... And then you watch it a couple years later and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that I really liked it. You're like, this is so ridiculous. Yes. It's not the perfect film. Let me backtrack on that. But it was overall a good entertaining movie with its uh, roller coaster adventure. You know, like you never, there was suspense. There were all these snippets and there was also humor to it, which was really cool. It had, it had the Steven Spielberg whimsy to it. Yes. Memorable scenes. Memorable scenes. Best parts of the movie. Uh, spoiler alert, as a kid, I remember the water, like, I remember we used the to... The water scene, yes, the, with the with the water Not um, a waterfall, pulsating. but, like, the cup of water pulsating in the Jeep, the Tyrannosaurus Rex was in the area, right? Funny story is that, like, after watching it when I was younger, we would emulate that, so, like, we would have, like... How would you emulate that? What, did you just bump the table? No, like, in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Or whatever, and you were, like, hit the table a little bit. Oh, see, and bump the like, table, boom. right. And you wanted to see how it, like, vibrate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it made us it made us as young young kids like be curious and active about like <laughs> sound patterns, hitting water or whatever it was. Mm-hmm, right. And then like the jello shaking, like that was so smart. Like even then when I was really young, I knew that this was a very unique moment to tell the story and kind of give the audience that something's about to happen and it was told in such a unique way. It was it was a yeah. visual way to, to show like well, something was coming and then not, to show the tension. Well, not just visual. Absolutely that sound and design. The, you know what and I the mean? Sound, the yeah. sound design, definitely. Like slowly bumping it up and there was echoes and stuff. What was memorable for me was the first shot of that dinosaur that they see, the brachiosaur that they all see when they're driving in. And you just see like the splendor and then the, the wonder that the that they see, that they can't believe that you see a dinosaur in front of them. Oh yeah, because they, at that point you didn't really see... No, in the, in the beginning you, you kind of think there's a dinosaur there when they kill the person see that's so funny i don't because you don't remember you don't remember the intro do you i don't remember the intro i just remember when they got there when Mm -hmm. like when the two uh paleontologists are already on the island but yeah yeah, but but yeah we we never saw a dinosaur they only hinted at it once you saw that dinosaur it looked really good it didn't seem like it was fake and then they panned out 
to see a bunch, a lot more dinosaurs off in the distance. And then Richard Attenborough was like, welcome to Jurassic Park, blah, blah, blah. And that was really good. I thought it was a really good scene. It was a good setup. And plus the fact that you love dinosaurs. So well, well, that like, helps. Yes, it helps. <laughs> that totally helps. I'm going to be on you the whole time. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> um, other memorable scenes for me is definitely that kitchen scene with the raptors, like kind of like near the tail end of the movie. Where so good. Was it like two two of them, right? And then yes, the two of it them. turned like horror movie-esque with the two kids, the brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in the kitchen. And then um, when she fakes the raptor out, the brother drops the spoon ladle. And then she looks like that she can't close that door when she's trying to hide. Right. And then it ends up being the reflection. I remember the raptor tapping its claw on the floor. Oh, that was good. And bringing that tension and all that were kind of awesome. I th- and I think that's the scene that really made the raptor. Right, because I don't think raptors are a big thing in the for in terms of dinosaurs until this movie. You know what? You're right. I would know like from Land Before Time or something like uh-huh. T Rex, the one that flies, the Triceratops. Yes. <laughs> Was it pterodactyl or whatever? Yes, pterodactyl or um, there's another species called pterodon. But yes. Yeah, see, people, he's, he's spitting his knowledge here. Pterosaurus. I I forgot. I probably got that one wrong. It really made the raptor famous and. In that movie in particular, we didn't really see... This is the first time we were really introduced that raptor. So we, we saw them real quickly in that horror-like scene. And then this is... We see them in full force in the kitchen scene. For us watching it literally in 2020, 27 years later than when it came out. Which means we're old. Facts. <laughs> maybe some of you are listening were maybe even babies or not born yet at that time. But whatever. Uh-huh. But like 27 years later, right? 27 years later. Okay. I noticed as a much older adult that there were a lot of things that either annoyed me or... Uh, like stood I, out? Just, just stood out to you? No, annoyed me. And then things I never noticed before. Okay. <laughs> and I think some of the things I, I've noticed, I've but yeah, I just kind of kept in the background. I still like the movie. Like, I didn't even know... I didn't even remember the first five minutes of the film. One thing that stood out, and I, it was like an epiphany for me when I saw it. I was like, is it John Hammond? The creator of Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. Why in the beginning he had like this really deep Scottish accent? When it was, was a real deep Scottish, Scottish accent. Accent when tra- he first meets um, accent trying to recruit them to Sam go, Neil, yeah. Sam Neil and Laura Dern to right. go to Jurassic Park or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, I don't remember him talking like this. Like this is like Braveheart or something, right? It sounded like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, that, actually, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jurassic Park. But yeah. he sounded so weird, like Sean Connery-esque or something. Right. And then I was like, as the movie was going on, I was like, okay, now I remember how he talked. Like, as, later on in the movie, I was like, whatever happened to his deep Scottish accent and became British? Wow. 27 years later, I noticed that for the first time. And apparently, you already knew that. <laughs> well, I mean, I had, I remember, I remember the reading of it. But now that we rewatched it, it, it was definitely noticeable that Richard Attenborough, um, rest in peace brother of david attenborough but i think towards the end of the movie he was like you know i don't care anymore i just got they were like I they, don't, were, they I, were like it don't matter it's all about dumb dinosaurs this is fine um also they're like so, cut it was so like, very cut. inconsistent though i was just like reminiscing of like uh-huh. kevin costner and robin hood where like he was supposed to have an accent and he was like screw it i'm just talking normal I, I, <laughs> I, I swear it's so so the ones where they had the accent those were the films that they seen early yeah, no, or it could or, be, or late. Yeah, either like well, it was an afterthought. Like, well, they maybe, had the accent coach come in, like, hey, yeah, um, like me. It could be either way, but 
nonetheless, whoever was the continuity coach of some sort on that set, um, maybe wasn't really fully paying attention. Maybe they were just paying attention to the dialogue as opposed to the dialect. <laughs> so. And maybe they just didn't want to correct Sir Richard Attenborough. Some more continued issues that I noticed that I think you just started to notice was during the T-Rex attack, which was a great scene when, with the introduction of the T-Rex. However... And this is the scene where the two Jeeps stop in front of the... They stop in front of the, of the T-Rex paddock, and yes. then you see, the, you see the goat come out for the T-Rex to be eaten, totally on solid ground. And then, towards the night when the, the storm hits, all of a sudden there's a big cliff there. Where did that cliff come from? Especially when it started to become a cliff when the car went over. Yeah, like where did that come from? Where did the T-Rex come from? And again, I didn't notice that. They yeah, don't care, man. Where did, the, yeah, where did that drop-off come from? <laughs> yeah, it's true. They just were like, let's just add it because all of a sudden, because the T-Rex is not there anymore, we're just, uh, the, also the landscape changed. <laughs> yeah, now there was like a big tree next to it. <laughs> yeah. Other Okay, so let me talk about the things that might have been like kind of annoying to me. <sighs> What do I say about the the sister and the brother? Uh, what were their names? Timmy and Lex. And Lex, right? See, I right. don't even remember her name so bad. Okay, I just I just, we, just, we can just like. call him the girl and the and and, and the boy. Girl, the girl and I Timmy. I was so annoyed with like the girl. I don't know why. So bad. Like the time when they're in panic mode and the scene that we're talking about of mm-hmm. uh, introducing the T Rex. She she gets in the panic mode. She goes to the survival kit in the back of the trunk of the of the jeep of the station wagon. Right. And she pulls out this flashlight, mm-hmm. and then it's like glaring, and it's in the eye of the T Rex. Right? right, and homegirl doesn't know how to turn it off. I don't know. Yeah, I beg yeah, to differ. I don't yeah, know if this flashlight had a she, lot she, of she was kind of panicking, but yeah, I like, know. But like, cover it up with your hand, cover it at the back. Like, homegirl did not know. I don't know, man. Well, so she was kind of annoying in that because, like, I was also like, for someone who is supposedly a quote unquote hacker and like with some intellect, she couldn't turn off a flashlight. Wait, what? What was she really a hacker? Was she a hacker? Did she... I think they might have confused because she... because uh, I think in, think about it early nineties. What did she hack in the in the early nineties? Let's say back in that mm-hmm. generation, they maybe you know hacker was still not a huge definition of what it is today. I guess maybe they meant anyone who's on the computer for a long period of time, like maybe a gamer. Because she was just scrolling. You want to get to that scene right now? Yeah. So when she was hacking the computer, she was just scrolling around when that she file was system. Trying to hack the computer near the tail end when they needed to lock the door, right. the security door. And she's like, coincidentally, out of all the people and the characters, she is the one, right, to mm-hmm. hack, quote unquote, hack. And what we see in the screen is like a map, right? Where, like, she is basically using a mouse to double-click. I thought Hacker was, like, coding and stuff. She's just clicking on things that maybe anybody can do. So, maybe she was a gamer of Sims. <laughs> she was just... I don't know. She called herself a hacker. It didn't seem like she was hacking anything. I think in today's age, she would have been known as a, a YouTube influencer. Like a Twitch, perhaps. perhaps. <laughs> uh, oh no. Yeah, so we were annoyed about that because we were like, for real? And another thing that annoyed me at that point when when Lex was trying to hack, Timmy just sitting that is like yeah, well, next well, to her. What's Timmy doing? Being like, oh my gosh, get it done. Oh my God, we got to do it. Meanwhile, the other two adults... Were Laura Dern and Sam Neill trying try to keep the door closed on the, and they couldn't reach the gun. And they're like, if only somebody was here that could reach the gun. And Timmy's over there, what, cheerleading? A sister? Cheerleading and being like, oh my gosh, we can't do it. And I was like, man, he didn't do nothing. Why is he even. That so, 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 so Tim probably should have died. Like, well, even his. They probably yeah, should have died several times. Yeah, so, like, again, with the kids, we talked about Lex. Let's talk about Timmy. Timmy, Timmy of nine lives here right. in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think back then, knowing that I was a similar in age, I was like, you know, I could relate to the. I could relate being a kid, right? Mm-hmm. But as an adult now, I was so annoyed. After the T Rex attack hit, his leg was pinned 
like on the car because the car slipped over. I don't know how they got that unjammed. Yeah, like when the car flipped over, right? Mm-hmm, right. It was all muddy. This this kid's like petite, right? Right. The car is literally on his legs. Mm-hmm. How he not have like any fracture? Like what's happening? Oh, and then the car after that gets remember it gets goes over that that uh, that cliff thing, and into a tree, and he's okay. Yeah, he don't got any broken finger, nothing. No. Like and then the two. voltage when when he gets shocked by ten thousand volts, even though he totally could have fit through that fence, he didn't have to climb over. He was small enough he could fit through that fence. Yeah, I was like, same O'Neill. Like, hey, we'll, like we'll... helped him assist him go through. I it. think him and his sister could have fit in, in the like, Sam Neill could have been like, hey, I'll climb over. Y'all just go through the fence. It was big enough. Oh, it, was it was big, big enough. enough. He, he he could contort. He he was small he could enough. Contort. He was fine. I was like, parkour it. Parkour it. And then also, too, as he's climbing the fence, and then remember the electricity goes on. All right. He had massive wattage come through his body. <laughs> like, how is he still alive? I, I don't know. And, then, and how is he not thirsty? <laughs> I, I don't know. I felt like it was plenty of time to climb down once that thing started to beep. Yeah, and then remember when he gets caught and he wakes up, right? After being electrocuted, he's like, two, three, because he was counting. <laughs> I mean, it was funny when I watched it in the theaters way back oh, in the day. Shoot, that was so funny. That was funny. funny. Uh, anything else that that like that was that, that stood out? Oh, um, so in the beginning, another thing with a kid when um Sam Neil was talking to that kid in the desert. Oh yeah, so in the very beginning when they were doing their um their archaeology dig. dig, yeah, and then yeah, Sam Neil's talking to this boy. First off, where's this boy coming from? I don't from? know where like, where's from. Maybe it's it not like, a tour here. I don't. Yeah, so I don't. Odd. I don't think you're supposed to have children. Maybe it was somebody else. But anyway, he was being really mean to that kid. Yeah, nowadays that would have been kind of like like he was he was totally <laughs> touching him. <laughs> he was yeah, like threatening him. Yeah, like and I was like, him and where's, stuff, yeah. where's his mom and dad? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it was such a show that Sam Neil was like not good with kids. Oh, I know that was yeah, that was the point. But of that, doesn't but... mean that he needed to bully him. No. Like maybe it could just be awkward communication. Yeah. but Very odd, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't even again like I didn't even remember there was a kid in the beginning. Before Timmy and Lex. See? Right. Like, and then, let's see, the things that I did like was, well, I guess, like, as an adult now, I'm like, oh, Jeff Goldblum. Okay, I see you. Well, we like we like Goldblum. Uh, we like Goldblum. I um, still don't understand why there's a mathematician on this, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, that part I was like, let's think of the most, the the job for this side character that Je- Jeff Goldblum's playing. What could be, what could sound smart for Jurassic Park? I'm okay, math- mathematician. I'm, I'm, I'm mathematician. Got it. Even though his monologues were about evolution. So it's odd. Oh, no, but- so odd. No, but the good thing is after this, like Jeff Golden just basically played the same character for each movie the next twenty-seven years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for you, and for those out there too who 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 love Jeff Goldblum, you never forget his unbuttoned black shirt, right? <laughs> wow, yes, that's, a, that's now a Funko Pop, everybody. Yeah, it is. Go get it, ten dollars. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then um, we're going to call him Newman, the one from Seinfeld, the bad dude, right? That security guy. Wayne Knight, I think is the name. Wayne Knight. We'll just call him Newman. In Jurassic Park, he was Dennis, right? He's we're Newman. Gonna, He's Newman. We're going to call him Newman, He's right? He's Newman. Iconic, right? You remember the Barbasol thing? He puts the little specimens in there. Mm-hmm. Why he gave himself, how many minutes did he give himself to try to extract that okay. and then to go to the dock to drop it off? Mm-hmm. All right, Newman, you got to give yourself more than 15 minutes. You you know you can't do that that run in 15 minutes. Come on now. It's in the middle of like a hurricane? Come come on, Newman. You got to give you, you can program more than 15 minutes on there. Yeah, so you program 15 minutes to give himself about that, right? Not yeah. even. What can you do in 15, 15 20 minutes? minutes? 15 20 minutes? 15 minutes maybe I can do I could cook up an easy easy quick so meal. So he has to go steal all these embryos and then go the length of the island <laughs> in in a hurricane to get to the boat. 
And what was he going to do? Come back and be like, everything's gravy? No, he was not going to come back. Oh, okay. See, I don't know. How yeah. would you know? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because he uh, died in the movie. <laughs> Which reminds me, why, why John Hammond? We only have one IT person there. Him and Samuel L. Jackson. I guess they're both hackers. They're both hackers. You didn't say the magic word. Oh, I don't know. All right. Yeah. yeah, so Newman, right? Give yourself a little bit more time. Yeah. But nonetheless, I still think because of the conditions, as you said, you probably still wouldn't have made it. Yeah, he, he wasn't going to make it. That's so funny. I remember right. watching that. I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to make it? And I'm like, he doesn't deserve it. New segment. Diversity radar. Ooh, this is a nice big sound. Okay, let's for Jurassic Park. Let's go through the diversity radar on Jurassic Park. All right, so we have uh, our favorite BD Wong. Beating BD Wong, who never ages. Right. Who played one of the scientists. Right. And then we also have Samuel L. Jackson. Not to be confused with Morgan Freeman, but Samuel L. Jackson. Nope. Yeah. Uh, who was uh, the security? And then there's so much more. No, and... no, there isn't. And that's it. And that's the end of diversity radar. <laughs> the fastest segment yeah and that's all we're gonna say about that this is 93 wait a minute though fast forward right classic world okay that's all i'm gonna say about that no i don't think there's anything really do you you want to do do you want to do a diversity radar for jurassic world are we we ready yeah we just finished it we done (laughs) so (laughs) bd wong welcome welcome back yeah bd wong that's it five seconds we're done (laughs) Okay, let's talk about the MVPs here, right? Okay. Most value valuable players of this one Go ahead. would have to be mm-hmm. the amazing. Mm-hmm. They're really the amazing. Highly accurate. Oh, very accurate. Stunt people. Oh, the stunt people are big kudos. <laughs> they are the MVPs. But more specifically, it's not just the stunt people. It is those wigs that are on the stunt people. Yes, it's kind of like you could play a game. You could drink a shot every time you see one of these stunt people with these really bad wigs. Like, you were, like, straight up, you know, that that's a dude who's playing Laura Dern running through. (laughs) Running through. I was like, her arms got bigger, and her wig is, like, really off. Like, it's not even the same length, right? Right. So, MVPs, because they had Like, well, that little girl got buff. Yeah, that girl got buff. Her face didn't even look like that. Like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. It was totally more evident near the end. Definitely. I think... I think they just kind of gave up, like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, talk about the end. What was that part? Where, miraculously, the scaffolding was there so they could climb down down, and escape the raptors, hopefully. Yeah, the raptors were coming through. They were coming in the air ducts. The, right. Like, oh, what's it? The paleontologists and the two kids. And then, miraculously, scaffolding. Miraculously, there's a big, like, skeleton of a dinosaur. They could climb down. They could climb down. Then the when, raptors break wait a it. Minute. Yeah. Why did they climb down the dinosaur skeleton when they could have just jumped? Like, there were, like, steps of the scaffolding. I'm so confused. Create tension. That's why. Okay. Yeah. To make it more difficult at the end. Got make it, it more difficult. And then <laughs> and then when the ra- one of the raptors jumped on the thing, it broke apart. And then they all kind of fell. But and then the, they, they transformed eat. into the stunt people with the bad wigs. Yeah, like I saw the bones like turning and one of them's like holding on for dear life on different bones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is like the most iconic stunt person. Like all four of them are in the shot, but they all look like the same size with all different wigs. <laughs> Reminds me of that scene in Spaceballs where um, they thought they captured the main cast, but they just captured their stunt doubles. <laughs> Yes, it was so evident. Maybe when we were younger, we didn't notice it at all because we're not thinking about that. I don't think we were thinking about that. But the shit is funny now. Mm -hmm. It's so funny now when you were like, wow, we've come a long ass way. (laughs) 
<laughs> movie making. But you know, back then it was like, that's cool, that's good. We yeah. have that wig, that's good. It's only been there for like five seconds. We're good. And the great thing is we still recommend this movie and we think it's real great. This is a great movie. Yeah, it's still a great this movie. This is a great movie. Like, obviously we were entertained because yeah. we're talking about it for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a popular franchise, Franchise. Yes. they had Jurassic World. With Which wasn't too bad. It's not that bad. I mean, I think bad. it's evolving, obviously. I mean, I mean it was a, basically a remake of Jurassic Park. It is. It's, like, more futuristic, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't want them to do a redux of the original Jurassic Park. That would get me pissed off, actually. Oh, no, they were, like, like you said, they did it. It was Jurassic yeah, World. Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. I believe that the original cast is going to be, well, the ones that are still alive mm-hmm. <laughs> in the world, um, are going to be in the latest Jurassic World movie, which is going to be the the Dominion one, I think. Yeah, Jurassic, Jurassic World, World 3. The, yeah. The... So I guess like the original cast, that would be like Laura Dern, Sam Neill. Yep. And Jeff Goldblum. Is Jeff back. Goldblum, maybe the kids. Unfortunately, Rich, Rich, Richard, who plays. Oh, yeah, passes. RIP. Um, I don't know. John Hammond. I don't know if the kids either. are maybe. We'll see if the kids are back. That'd be kind of fun if the kids are back. I mean, it would be fun if a lot of things were back. Uh, I, I just, I just want to see if that girl's uh, that some something became of her hacker skills. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking. I actually would watch Jurassic World because of that because I kind of want these cameos. I think it's fun. But again, that was so entertaining. Like, I feel like I would never not watch Jurassic Park if it's on on TV again. No, that's why it, it was just on. But it's the little things, people, that mm-hmm. you know make us joyful in this world. Exactly. Jurassic Park. That's all we have for today. Recapping, rewatching our thoughts 27 years later. Watch Jurassic Park. It's a good movie. Yeah, and the music. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, the soundtrack, yeah. Yeah. John Williams' soundtrack makes it. Copyright. All right. So that's it for episode 7 Jurassic Park Rewatch. Yes. Check us out next time. Oh, dinosaurs are cool. Yes, I do. Who doesn't love dinosaurs? Do you still love dinosaurs, though? I do still love dinosaurs. Bye. Stay safe out there. Bye.